a Podcast One production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One... Ahoy, everyone. Ahoy to you, Haim. Ahoy, boy. Ahoy to you, Jacko. Ahoy. For the second time last of the year, uh, second last time of the year. And ahoy to Angus in Arizona. Ahoy, boys. Happy birthday, Andy. And make sure you stay clear of those nasty cancer sticks, mate. Um, I'm currently in Tucson, Arizona, on exchange. Uh, exam study now on the back burner as the boys and I plan our trip to Phoenix for the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we're going for the big rivalry game of college football versus Arizona State. And just before I go, although I usually side with Andy on the Fast and Loose segment, uh, give the people the WhatsApp. Oh, I shouldn't need to be reading through WikiHow on a Tuesday yeah. afternoon yeah. just to do this. He's right. Hamish, please take the reins here, and congratulations again on the superior penis. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, we are geez. not... We're absolutely um, not talking about the SP, nor yeah. are we teasing Andy for his IP. <laughs> we are simply moving on with the SP and the IP firmly decided. I... <laughs> However, in the past, it shall not define us. Yep. Man is not an island, nor is he defined by the S-ness of his P. <laughs> <laughs> um, lot to download, unpack there from, from Angus. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just going to let well it go. Well done on the effort too. He, there he is, a young man studying abroad, mm. got a big game coming up on the weekend and still had five hours to figure out how to upload a music Mate, file. The amount of procrastination we did at university <laughs> or college, there was easily five hours in the day to do something like that. Um, hey, I've got to start with something quite serious. Well, we're known for us. It's a serious show. And what are we analysing We this need week? to, I need to walk through a bit of history, so you've got to bear with me, right? right? You and I, well, you bought out of our shared account Bitcoin. Yes, I did. Many moons ago. How many years now, do you reckon? Uh, good seven. Yep. Now, I'm known as the forward-thinking, patient, <laughs> strategic investor yeah. as the group. Andy, yeah. more of a, uh, oh, I heard um, I heard NAB's got a 1.9% <laughs> bond, <laughs> boring old bond account. That'd be a nice, boring way to make money. Yep. Sure. Put a bit of cash in that. No so, worries, okay. mate. If that'll make you happy. <laughs> I, on the other hand, will take a small amount of money yeah. and invest it in our future in an exciting technology. Yep. Bought how, them at $900. How did, how, did, how did that pan out for us? They l- immediately lost uh, 60% of their value. Yep. They dropped to about $250. Yep. They then skyrocketed yep. to somewhere in the region of 25000 US. How did it turn out for us specifically? Well, Unfortunately, we got Jez, uh, our web geezer, hmm. to purchase the Bitcoins on our behalf. So our initial $1,800 outlay did turn into $50,000 of pap- yep. paper money or digital money. Yep. But Jez uh, gifted hmm. the passwords to the universe because Jez is a generous, <laughs> he's a beautiful soul. He Jez lost the passwords. Well, that's one we, way of looking at it. He's, Jez is a really beautiful soul and he does not like hogging things. So I've he gave that to the universe. I've got a lot and to get through. it's out there somewhere. <laughs> so we're going to... All right, he lost them. He, he lost, lost them. Technically, lost them. technically into the letter of the law, he lost them, but it's okay. You know, yes. we forgive him. It's around 12 grand at the moment or something. So yeah, 24 grand remains lost. Until we printed our own Bitcoin, yeah. really, our own Hamish Andy coin, which is equal to one coin, yeah. we now sit on a pile of yes. millions. Yep. Um, if you can find someone to buy it for that price. Oh, yes, of yes. course. We're not buying it from you, yeah. but that's the value we give it. Um, Ham, Jack was helping me with Bitcoin back in the day. Yes, Jack yeah. has purchased many Bitcoins, yeah. unfortunately earning himself the name, nickname the Bitcoin Weasel. Yes, and because... to, to run, people, <laughs> run people through that, I've got a little bit here. The day we discovered that... 
we had lost our two bitcoins. Yes. But Jack had gone and had bought seven. <laughs> and he was pretending to be sad for us that we'd lost $50,000. But he was sitting over there completely out of touch with a common man yeah, on a me. rich pile. Sitting on the basically, <laughs> yeah. we were like Fiji trying to find some money to buy a tank and Jack was the US Defence Force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the day we discovered that. Yeah. Cackling Jack, just quietly stroking his weasel chin. Yeah. Was Jack, Jack Post thumbing his weasel coins, going, I wonder if I could spend 2,000 weasel dollars and get seven bitcoins. On the current market, worth $24,718. I know. You're checking it every day, Jack. You're like, and you keep telling us, and we're like, yeah, I know, mate, it's tough. Or whatever, all ours are trapped. And you're like, yeah, it's bad. So bad. <laughs> Look at you laughing oh, like the weasel you are. You pretended to be in prison with us. You're the bloody warden. <laughs> so that's where that's at. Now, would it be fair to say out of the group, yeah. Jack has been the Bitcoin master? Crypto has been kind to Jack. Mm. I, that's Would that be fair to say, Jack? Well, I mean, I didn't cash out at that high point. That was probably around about the highest it got. Did Bitcoin. anyone tell you to cash out? Um, no, but... Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did a few times. <laughs> yeah. But you did on the way up as well. So Even though I'd been nipped on the ankle by the weasel, <laughs> I still was kind enough to, <laughs> yeah. to offer him advice on okay. where to build the best burrow. I'll keep going because yeah. there's plenty to get through. <laughs> So, yeah, at the moment, all we've done is just take a trip down uh, a, it's a, an alleyway filled it's with agony, <laughs> agony and friends becoming overlords. So because Jack is the Bitcoin weasel, but also the king of Bitcoin, according to us, I got him to help purchase one for me. Yep. And I had that uh, and, a por- and a bit of proportion left over on that. Yeah. And Jack had it with his coins, right? Yeah. Is this the one you got for Rudy? Yeah. Yeah. When my got daughter was born, Andy very generously bequeathed her mm. a, a BC. And I got a good bounce at the time. I thought it was going to be more, but it dipped the day that Jack purchased it. So I had 0.2 left over of a Bitcoin. Right. 0.2 right. exactly? Or yeah. Was it, it was like quite a specific... Yeah, 0.189 or something. Yeah, right, gotcha. So it had taken me a while to get to, onto Jack and say, hey, mate, flick that across to me. I'm going to cash out now. It's at 12 grand or something, yep. and I'll take my two and a half grand or whatever it is. Of course you will. Get an email from Jack uh, on Sunday, 6 p.m. Hi, man. So I've walked us into some interestingly familiar territory, <laughs> but it's a territory we hope to never walk in again. <laughs> in short, I currently do not have access to your or my Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just a little bit of history. <laughs> What's happened, Jack? I will be unable to transfer you to the Bitcoin. <laughs> Let me it read It is getting this. to the point now where we will be able to say to this team, put your hand up if you haven't lost us Bitcoin and no one will be able to raise their hand. He right goes on to write on Friday, I emailed <laughs> when you emailed, I dug out a thing called a Trezor Wallet which is essentially a USB for a wallet. It's meant to be more secure and nobody yes, can hack you it. you talk about this all the time. Yeah. yeah. You access, access it with a pin. And if you forget your pin too many times, you get a backup recovery phase, phrase, 24 words that you use to restore your wallet. I put the pin in incorrectly. Then I couldn't find my phrase. He found it. He put in his secondary phrase. Long story short, they're all trapped. He couldn't get in. It's locked you out. 
Well, I have the, this is the funny thing. I have the recovery phrase that I'm meant to use for this USB wallet, which is meant to be more secure. And it's take, offline. You take your Bitcoins offline, no one can hack into them. At this stage, not even me. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I've got the I got 24 words which I thought would restore the wallet and I type them in and I've done, doing it, it. I've done it a thousand times and it's have. not restoring. So Jack went on a goose chase, a wild hunt to find the phrase. Where was it hidden? The the phrase I'd hidden in my and <laughs> well, when I found us, it, it no, it's, exactly. it's not there anymore so it doesn't matter. Um, well, now we know where to not look. <laughs> it is it was where my dress shoes are. So in the shoe box where my dress shoes are. And when I saw it there, I was like, yes, now I remember I did hide it here. <laughs> so it then, took me hours to find that. And then I was so relieved because I, I thought, well, now I've saved my Bitcoin and Andy's Bitcoin. But that doesn't work. And I can't think of why I would ever make a secondary phrase. Maybe I, I restored it once before, but I can't remember doing it and made a secondary f- phrase of 24 words. We're, we're not smart enough to have Bitcoins, are we? <laughs> no, no. As a we're team, we're not <laughs> clever enough to have Bitcoins. should be responsible Jez had the phrase as well. Um, yeah. He hit it so successfully, it's now gone. Well, for people who don't remember that bit, again, down memory land, and I want to know, with Jack, do we go down this path? So we bought him. we bought in a hypnotist and a psychic to hypnotize Jez and try and get it out of him. This is what Jez came up with back in the day. Capital P, that's all. Capital P. Capital P. One, two, three, four, somewhere. Don't tell me it's password. One, two, three, four. That's probably what it is. He's probably written password. Exclamation mark. Oh, password, one, two, three, four, exclamation. Capital B-I-T. Capital B-I-T. Coin. The word password was in it. Not crazy, thank you. The password he's written is Bitcoin password. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what made him think of that. (laughs) He's cryptic. (laughs) I don't personally think we go down that path again. We tried for people that didn't listen to the radio show that year. Mm. Every single, was it Monday or Tuesday, people would call up and try the password (laughs) on air. The deal was we'd split the coins 50-50. Yep. I, th- uh, I reckon we, what do we do? Fear, we would have done a hundred attempts. Yeah. With mm. every permutation of capitals, lowercases. So here's where we're at. Here's what I'd wanted to bring to the group. And I told Jack not to mention it to you, Ham, because I wanted us to work through this together. Does he Jack, have, yeah. Jack has said he will transfer me the money because right. he's lost it. Yeah. And I said, I don't want that. I want the Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would like to propose, Jack, is instead of the transfer, I know he's he's on number one breakfast show in the in in Melbourne sure. kind of money these days. So yep. he could he could do it, but Re- release the sounds during the summer. <laughs> yes, he's bad. Um, what I'd like, Jack, in in, in exchange, mm-hmm. is one big ask. Okay, at some point next year. Oh, a blank check ask. No, not money based. No, but favor Jack, based. Jack favor means based. like a wild card. Like you get to, you get to when you think of it, ask for any favor, and I can't say no. Yep, give me a big ask, and I can't say no. No, Shark, I would be very careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about if you're worried about this? How about Haim as a mediator? You can see if the ask is fair. What about this? You have all summer to to find the Bitcoin. But if you come back episode one of next year and you haven't found it, mm. if you haven't found Annie's point one eight nine, mm. the big ask is in play, and I will mediate it. That is sadly only fair. Hey, <laughs> 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 
News of new Apple varieties. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> just hit the world about two weeks old, and we we knew we know one guy that we have to speak to about this. We don't get to break Apple news very often. <laughs> this show. The last time we had our mate Brian on, who is known in well, not just in fruit circles, Ando, yeah. in world circles as the as the Appleist. Mm. Uh, he's an Apple expert. Yeah. He got into the game himself. Yes. He doesn't come from, <laughs> I don't believe he comes from no. an Apple family no, or he... a fresh produce background. No. He started Not as a, a farmer amongst his family <laughs> members. Started as a fan of the fruit. Yep. And he is now an expert of mm. it. Uh, yep. I guess like someone going to a basketball game and getting called onto the court and now they're dunking and scoring 50 points a match. And you would think Apple companies would invent this position yeah. to try and drum up a bit of excitement. He's not funded by he's any not funded big by Apple <laughs> company. <laughs> Be it Apple or someone else. <laughs> but he joins us now. Brian Frange, thank you very much for coming back on the show. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's good to be back. I hope since I've left, everyone's taken their red delicious apples and thrown them in a dumpster and <laughs> set it on fire. The worst apple in America. I, I can't believe my influence doesn't stretch that far because the red delicious apple is still the most popular apple in Australia. It What's re- going on? It yeah. remains on sale. Yeah, uh, I, I, t- <laughs> tough to light an apple on fire. <laughs> I don't know. Now, just, just following through on the visual. Um Brian, it's true, isn't it? You don't take any money from Big Fruit. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I refuse to uh, sully my good name by taking Big Fruit Super Pack money. I do not take any money at all. All my opinions are my own. Yep. However, that being said, I have visited orchards yep. that yes. are run by certain companies, and I have sampled the forbidden fruits that are not out yet that, that I can talk about. But that, really? that does not mean I'm accepting, uh, I'm not lining my pocket yeah. with Apple money. <laughs> <laughs> You're simply there as an independent fruit observer. Of yeah. course, you've got to taste the produce. <laughs> I mean, Brian, the, the last time we had you on the show... Um, 2017. 2017. It's been, it's been a couple of years. We've missed you. We like, just to give people a taste if they're not familiar with your work, we've lined up a bunch of people that we just grabbed uh, that have written into the show that are on our very important podcast list uh, to throw a few apple species at you, yep. uh, varieties at you to see, to get your feedback because our favourite our favourite aspect of your profession is that you're able to expertly and immediately mm. assess uh, an apple variety. But before we get into that, uh, Fringe, I just wanted to, I mean, we should remind people, and this was quite, quite incredible, but when you talked about the sweet tango, which was your favourite back in the day, we yeah. had, didn't know about that particular apple here in Australia. Is it still your favourite? It is still my favourite. It is still the number one apple. It's been the number one apple for three years running. Yep, wow. However, there has been so many hot, fresh, up-and-coming apples okay. that I would say the Sweet Tango is at risk of being dethroned any year now. Who okay. would you say the three uh, top suitors for the crown? Um, absolutely. There, there's a new apple coming to town that people feel like might be the next big thing in Applelandia, and yep. that is... The Cosmic Crisp, Whoa. which has such a wonderful name. Yes. I mean, who, who, this is the, the most incredible name. It's better than the Sweet Tango, which, by the way, not the best name. If you look at the name Sweet Tango, it's got one T. Yeah. So it, really the first part is Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's either Sweet Ango or Sweet Tango. Yeah. That's, that's confusing. So, <laughs> there's a new apple coming out called the Cosmic Crisp. Two seasons in the be middle. Available in Australia, mm. uh, but it is it is currently grown only in Central Washington, 
in, and it's coming on December 1st. Have you um, tasted it? I've tasted it. <laughs> I went to the orchard last year before it was even out, and I walked up to a tree that was filled with cosmic crisps, these dark apples with starlight uh, little dots on them. That's why it's called the cosmic crisp. And I plucked it from the tree, and I took out a bite, and it, it wasn't very good. But that's because it wasn't ready yet. It, it was uh, right. It, it, it was it, still being. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that really was a fruit anticlimax. I was getting ready for just an avalanche of adjectives, but instead it was just a mistimed have you, sample. Have you have you sampled it, Shandy? They're going to make two million boxes of this stuff in 2020. They're going to go all over the world. You're going to get your hands on a cosmic crisp. I have a feeling it's part honey crisp part Enterprise Apple. No one's ever eaten Enterprise in their entire lives. I'm, I'm unsure that they exist, but everybody knows the Honey Crisp, a.k.a., as the growers call it, the Money Crisp. Because <laughs> <laughs> you start, you start okay. that off, you got, a, you, got a real, you got a cash crop. Well, we want to see whether your tastes have changed. Tastes do evolve. Yep. Um, and uh, a couple mm-hmm. of our very important podcasters are joining us now. George, ahoy to you, mate. Ahoy. George, uh, want to run an apple past Frange? Uh, the Royal Gala. Okay, you got to be really careful with Gala apples because there's a lot of them. And the Royal Gala, if you're talking about the Royal Gala that's primarily grown in New Zealand, yep. that is the top 11th apple in all of apples. Whoa. It's a delicious apple. It's, yeah, the Royal Gala is, is number 11. It's, it's a serviceable apple. It's currently the number one most in-demand apple in America. It's a New Zealand workhorse. It's a fine lunch <laughs> apple and very consistent. And when it's in your lunch bag, you can rest assured your fruit serving of the day will be enjoyable. <laughs> However, However. There, are other types of, there are other types of galas that people aren't aware of. You might buy a gala from the store thinking it's a delicious, serviceable royal gala, mm. when in fact it's a different variety of gala. The Rainier Gala, one of the worst gala apples, one of the worst apples in all of apples. It's like eating... Uh, Clorox wet nap uh, without dying, basically. It's, it's a horrible, it's got, it's got the acidic kick of expired medicine, and like the, it's got a filmy texture. Uh, it's, it's a mediocre apple from a, from a fruit company that's wildly inconsistent. And if you, if you go with a gala, go with the New Zealand Australian Royal Gala, not these other gala pretenders. Okay, that's what we've been good, saying for good. a long that's time. That's to say, George. <laughs> okay, George. <laughs> that's good feedback, George. Take that, George. <laughs> okay. George, you definitely got more than you bargained for. <laughs> uh, Arista uh, joins. Ahoy, Arista. Ahoy. Uh, you're on the line with Brian, the appleist. Uh, is there an apple you wanted to inquire about? Yes, so when I was um, traveling in Costa Rica, I actually tried the water apple, and I just wanted the experts' thoughts on that. Mm. Okay, the, the water apple, I have never actually tried. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I will say this, though. There's a reason why I have not tried the water apple, right. and that's because the water apple is not an apple. It's a tropical fruit. And so I, it's not part of my purview. And I, I, I don't know if I, I stated this, Hamish Dandy, but we both agreed that I would only be reviewing Apple. I'm an <laughs> Apple purist. And to have someone come on and throw an exotic wow. tropical fruit my way is a, a crisis of conscience for me. I can't possibly speak yeah. to this thing. Okay, yeah, no, we take that on board. Right, so what are you doing to us here? You're trying to get him with a trick Apple. <laughs> Thank you, Arista. Yeah. Um, one final one. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, ahoy to you. Ahoy, boys. Uh, Brian Frangie is waiting by the Apple. Did you have an Apple you wanted to inquire about? 
Yeah, Pink Lady. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm kind of sad that people haven't uh, come out with apples that are terrible because it's more fun yep. to uh, make fun of apples than to yep. sing apples praises. But the Pink Lady apple is the eighth best apple on my list. Mm. It is a sweet and tart it's a headliner apple. Well, it's Austra- Australian. I think it's an Australian variety. It was invented in Australia. Invented it, yeah. For um, one of you pink. are absolutely right. right. I, I, alongside, and I'm wary of putting this one in your out there because I don't like it particularly. But the Granny Smith's also an Australian one. Absolutely terrible. Granny Smith is the 16th worst apple on the oh. apple list. Yep. It is. Uh, it's the only apple that makes a red delicious look appetizing. I'd say it's an Illuminati-backed crapple, and it's a piece of garbage, and it's, but it's a good cooking apple. It's still so nice you can find a positive in the, in the dark room. Um, yeah. Brian, sometimes you say something's the eighth best or 16th worst. What's the total number? Where's the crossover point where something stops being in the best and becomes yeah. the worst? Uh, 58. <laughs> 58. So does that mean there's 116 apples in the group? Guys, there are thousands of apple varieties out there, and I'm only beginning to scratch the surface of my reviews. I will be doing this until the day I die. Hmm. So far, I have only reviewed, I have only, I only review apples that I get to eat two of. If there's a random apple that falls from a tree and I get one of them, I don't get to review it. And then I also re-review apples every couple of years just to make sure, because you know apple varieties they will they will wax and wane, and sometimes an apple that was once good. Now the crop's bad, it's yep. dying out, it's overproduced. Yep. That's like, actually what happened to the Red Delicious. There was a time when Red Deliciouses were red and were delicious, mm. and over time they were so mass-produced and wrapped in plastic wrap and shoved into hospital cafeterias <laughs> that they became bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're a man that lives by his rules. So if you're in the Garden of Eden, Brian, and you ate, Eve gave you the apple, yeah. before you could say whether or not the forbidden fruit was delicious, you would have another to review it you'd properly. You'd have to ask Eve for a second. You'd have to have, I would. You'd I would have, to have two apples. <laughs> really? I would not let them kick me out until I had two. <laughs> <laughs> really ticking off God further. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Brian. People can check it out at theappleist.com. Appreciate it, bud. My pleasure. Can't Can't wait for a Cosmic Crisp. (laughs) And uh, Mm -hmm. one of the most common things, people, you know, there's like a selection of regular jokes that people do if they see a scenario. Um, Like, you know, oh, age before beauty or whatever. Just stuff where you're like, don't even say it. It's actually age before beauty, isn't it? (laughs) Age before wisdom. What? Pearls before swine or something? Yeah, I think age before uh, before beauty, yeah. You know what I mean. We've talked about it before on the show too. Like if someone sees you with a flower, it's like, oh, you shouldn't have, you know, pretending they're for you. You're like, oh, mate, I'm exhausted for us. Like this is bad chat. Yeah. This is bad banter. The, for some reason, another one that comes up all the time is, and this happened to me the other day, signing, you have to sign a form. And someone feels the need to fill the void by going, oh, sign your life away. And yeah. People say that so often. It's like a thing everyone says, oh, yeah. sign your life away. Maybe there was a time when that was a common trick where yeah. people like back when reading was new, yes. it was actually a legitimate scam yeah. where people would go and sign this and someone sign it, they go, well, I got, sorry, I got your life. Yeah. You didn't actually didn't read it and that's and, a new trick. And what trick does it mean? Is it like... Yeah, you, were, you, you are now my slave. Is that, is that it? Like, I own like, your life. I, or, or like, guess what? I put in clause 21 and I own all your possessions. Right. Uh, I sign my life away. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing we've all been doing lately. <laughs> 
<laughs> like in the future, people will read contracts more Probably, and it thoroughly, won't be. Yes. And now it just becomes a joke, like a hark back to the times mm. when it was a funny prank should to we, get someone to sign their life away. Should we start an initiative where there's a universal look or something we say, I get our listeners to say to people that use, like the, the flower one. Yeah, the flower one. You, should, you really shouldn't have. I mean, back before everyone was doing um, just pay tab, you yeah. know, uh, do you want it on like credit or spendings? Yeah. You know, instead of savings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. we just got to start a rule that if someone tries something that falls into this category of just bad, just mm. real bad chat, you're allowed to pretend you're asleep for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> We are joined now uh, by a man with an extremely special skill mm-hmm. and a uh, um, young man called Justin. Uh, he believes he can guess the timestamp in a movie mm-hmm. where a specific moment happens, the standout moment. Maybe the what? moment that happens the, that makes the promo. So, Name if, a movie. So, for instance, if it was Braveheart yep. and it's the, when he yells freedom, yep. he'd, if you pressed pause, yep. What's uh, the time code? he'd be able to go... Oh, it's two hours, 18 minutes in. Yeah, I think that's a bit deep, to be honest, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's the end of the whole film. <laughs> well, is it they can take our lives but they never take our freedom? Or you mean right. he's freedom on the rack? Yeah, freedom on the rack. You reckon it's 218? Oh, Let's know. ask him. Justin, <laughs> he joins us now. Ahoy. How are you, Justin? How are you, boys? Ahoy. Yeah, Ahoy. Good. Justin, you reckon Ando's got that with Braveheart or is it not one you're familiar with? Uh, when I heard Braveheart, I did crack myself a little bit. I haven't quite seen that movie, but yeah, I'm sure, I'll, I'll, be, I'll back him. <laughs> oh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate well, that. Yeah, I've done you a bit of a Sorry. solid here, Justin. I've I've pre-organised today's competition. Mm-hmm. You sent through a list of about thirty to forty films. Wow. Yep. Which I think is I love this, by the way. Very impressive. Opposed to like, I know the quotes from all films. I yeah. love the idea of the exact time. How, you, how, do you, do you have a broken DVD player or something that just plays the time code out on the screen, or do you pause a lot? Why do you no, know? It's just the, like a. So I think what it's come from is, you know, like back in the day when you're watching something on TV or like you've recorded television and you fast forward through the, the commercial. Yeah. This is like the big boy version of that where it's like okay. you want to, you, you know, I can pause or stop the fast forward right before the show starts again. This is like, yeah, the big boy version This of is that. chestnut checkers. You can do that. But the, the reason people get good at that is they have to do it all the time for adverts. So yeah, what, but say you wanted to watch a movie. It's like, oh, I want to watch the scene in... in Oh, let me go to Braveheart and I want to see just when he says freedom, it's like, yeah, it's probably about here and you skip straight to it and then you go straight to that. Okay, so that's Justin, a different thing for me though because Justin, I don't ever sit down and go, I just feel like yeah, watching this you, singular scene. You are <laughs> the next generation. You don't have time for movies, but you do have time for scenes. Do you consume that's a lot right. of, do you sometimes just sit down for a scene only of a movie? Yeah, it's like I just, well, you know, it's like oh, I like the... Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. So I just want to watch this scene. I haven't got time for all the dribble <laughs> or the draws around it. Yeah, it's straight to the action scene. Mate, it's like if you watched Pearl Harbor, I know it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. No one really watches everything else. They kind of want to see the action near the end. Like, yeah. that's what you skip That's for. where the There's attack is? Of, yeah, that's... Well, I, yeah. I love this. Yeah, I love right. This. I was actually... I've never seen the film. I kind of always thought they would have put it at the start and it was more about the aftermath. But it's about the lead-up, is it? Pretty sure it's about the build-up. Uh, I think there's like a love story at the start of something. I haven't seen it. I can't tell you. Yeah, I'm right. Gotcha. <laughs> Josh Hartnett, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, One point to me. <laughs> well, I, I <laughs> not, the, not the game. But uh, <laughs> maybe so have me on you... the show next week, Andy, for Name the Heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> how have you set up the game? I have got here, Justin, i got five 
um, five moments that this is. These are movies that I've seen, mm. so it's it's actually the uh, off your list. So mm. it's me going. This is the most standout moment to me, which I okay. think would accurately represent the man on the street. Yep. Uh, and then I'll get you to name the time code. Is and that- we're going to say within what two two and a half minutes either way, three minutes either side. Yeah. Do we? Do, what do you reckon, What's Justin? The- Plus or minus two minutes? I think is pretty fair. That's 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 very generous of you. Yeah, you go. We can be generous and go three minutes. All right, we'll do it for you. You got a coin on the line. You have to get what four out of five for a coin. I think you get four out of three minutes. Yep. Okay. Go ham. What is it? All right. We uh, let's start with Castaway. Yep. Um, when Chuck Nolan, of course, played by Tom Hanks, floats away from the island and he's kind of realizing, you know, he's out. He's okay. past the breakers. Justin, at what time? So is this, he, from memory, he floats away twice, doesn't he? Like he has a failed attempt and then he then he has like the one near the end of the movie when he actually gets away, which event are we talking this about? This is the near the end of the movie one, I will give you that. Okay. All right. This is the second attempt. So it's a fairly long film. Mm. I think it's from memory, it'd be over two hours for sure. And then there's a lot of like nonsense after the film as well. I think he like delivers the package or something like he that does. as well. So like there's a bit of a buffer there as well. Mm. So it takes maybe like half an hour, maybe like an hour uh, 48. Home? 136.39. Tell you what though, Justin, I feel like I could have done what you just did. Like, you just... No, no, no. It wasn't rain. I thought he was going to go, we say the moment, and he goes, bang, 138. No, no, no. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Okay. The vibe skill for sure. Okay. Tough one there, Um, Justin. Full disclosure, Hmm. I don't know if that was the first or the second attempt. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. I had these queued up by someone else. <laughs> okay, well, if he's if he's on a heater, yeah, we'll I will that one I will strike that from the record. But if um, if you turn out to be like Tom Hanks on his first attempt, <laughs> just flailing around in the surf, it won't matter. <laughs> All right, how about this? This is a clear cut moment. Are you familiar with the film Get Smart? Ah, uh, yes. When Maxwell Smart, of course, played by Steve Carell, mm-hmm. talks to Agent Thirteen, who's Bill Murray, making an uncredited cameo in the film. He's in the tree. Remember when Bill Murray's in the tree and Get Smart? Yep. Yeah, when a does bit that, of a cheery moment. When does that happen? Okay, have a listen. Hi. Hi. Agent 13, you are in a tree. Yeah. Communications got knocked out, so they put me in a tree. <laughs> the old school stuff. I'm going to go early. I'm going to go 21 minutes in. 16.35. Did we give that? Andy pushed me. He made, pushed an answer out of me. Sorry. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. <laughs> we could go to the tape. I felt like I'm, I was pretty silent. <laughs> we were all quite quiet. Are you, are you diving? <laughs> are you trying to get a free kick? I just felt Andy behind me in the queue just pushing me along. Okay, like a okay, market. okay. No, this time I'll definitely be quiet. I won't even say have a listen. <laughs> this time. No, you know what? I'm going to give you that one. I didn't I didn't have eyes on Andy, but if you say he pushed you. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, but I, I, I need a break. I'll take your word for it there, Justin. So I should have been looking at Andy, but are you okay? Just, the heckling's a bit much, but it's fine. Are so you okay to continue? Are you, do you want to dust yourself off after the push? 
Yeah, it's okay. Okay, cool. We'll play on. Oh, oh, I'm just going to apologise <laughs> profusely for what I did oh, on that last uh, one. It's only, and it's only because you're apologising, yeah. I'm not red carding you. Okay, uh, but I, and I, I won't speak from now. Please, no more pushing. Uh, until the answers happen, okay? Okay. Um, Pulp Fiction. Um, Uma Thurman's character, Mia, talking to John Travolta's character, Vincent, saying that she wants to dance. I do believe Marcellus, my husband, your boss, told you to take me out and do whatever I wanted. Now I want to dance. I want to win. I want that trophy. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> we. Let, let's go 42 minutes. 47. Jeez. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean... I might overrule that and give it to him, Jack. <laughs> Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so close. Because okay. to, to, to Justin's point, if he's just scrolling through the time code to try and find this scene, yeah. you'd know you're close at 42. Yeah, okay. Okay. I know you want to see him a little tighter, Ando. Um, I t- and I'm glad I didn't put you off on Thanks. that one after. I, I really <laughs> no, changed. I appreciate that. I definitely changed Thanks my attitude. No pushing. Nice of me to pull my head um, in after the second one. All right, the other guys. Comedy classic, uh, Will Ferrell, um, uh, Mark Warburg. Uh, Officer Gamble, played yep. by Will Ferrell. Yep, the other um, guys. Uh, the other guys, sorry. Uh, uh, he's convinced by his mates in the bullpen at the police station to do a desk pop, which yes. is where you fire your gun at your desk <laughs> in the police station. Let's have a listen. Pop it off! Don't think, just Don't go! Think. Here we go. Do it, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. You did it! Oh, oh. Shots fired! Hey, Terry, I did it! I did my first desk bar! <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's early on. I just don't know how early. Um, keep going, buddy. You're doing great. <laughs> no pushing. Thanks, no, I, no, I was just Thank encouraging. You. No pushing. Nah, so there was a gentle rub on the back. I didn't feel any inertia there. So good. <laughs> hey, good. Lay on. Let's, let's, let's go for 20. Four minutes. 12.22. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was off. Yeah, that, that was off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying, as, trying. as were the, most of the other ones. I tried. Um, <laughs> I've tried here. I've tried here, Justin. I've really tried. I know. I would have liked you if you'd had a clean run at it, unfortunately. Who will know if the push twisted your ankle <laughs> or you got some dirt in your eye from the push and it put the rest of your game off. We'll yeah. never know. Uh, Justin, I love the idea of the skill. Would have loved to have seen it uh, executed. Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. You're more, uh, you're closer to the zones, mm. early, middle or end, yeah. uh, rather than the actual time code. But, um, mate, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll just, send you a token of no value. Oh, sure. we'll send you a token of no value and a um, and an NDA uh, to release Andy from any legal action <laughs> because of the push. Last thing we need is uh, this late in the year, the podcast being brought down by a lawsuit. So appreciate thanks, your mate. cooperation on that, Justin. See you, bud. Thanks, boys. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, uh, obviously second show, uh, last show of the year. We've got to get to this. Oh, we've had some amazing ones this year, Ando. Yep. And uh, as we formally go into the hibernation period of the podcast mm. over the summer months, that does not mean that there won't be more power moves out there to be harvested. Yep. At Christmas parties and them in. family gatherings mm. over, the, over the break. Send them in and we will keep... Keep uh, fulfilling the needs of the country and the world with Power Moves next year as the much-anticipated book, book. Rolls, <laughs> rolls rapidly towards us. Uh, from Will, I'm Power Move. This could be used at Christmas for sure. 
uh, when you're at a party slash dinner, mm-hmm. someone brings a bottle of wine, say, oh, yes, I saw that was a special two for $10. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, very good. Uh, uh, this is from Daniel. Hi, boys. Uh, when you're at a friend's house for a barbecue party, mm-hmm. or I guess simply just a barbecue, and they haven't started cooking the barbecue, can be frustrating. Just ask your friend where the barbecue utensils are kept and they'll realise that either A, you're about to take control and cook the barbecue or they have to start cooking to please you. Either way, you're in control. I really like that. Brandon French, he has copped one. He's been the victim of one for two to three weeks now. It's the following. Every time he mows the yard at home, he has a standard push mower. Yep. His neighbour seems to come out with a ride on the <laughs> At the same time. At the same time. Forrest gumps him. He's convinced it's just to mock him. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter if the lawn doesn't need it. Once he mowed twice on a Sunday. <laughs> 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 he did it in the morning and then when he was going, he did it again in the afternoon. When I asked him, why are you mowing a second time for the day? He said, no, I pre-mowed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a, it's a thing, but he's getting absolutely dominated by the smug 80-year-old next door. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, this comes from Dan. Uh, he said, look, anytime someone wants to schedule a call with you, always uh, label it something like 4pm my time. <laughs> always use my time to assert dominance, even if you're in the same city. Mm-hmm. It shows that you own it and it's all about you and you haven't paid attention to where they're from. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Like you picked like, me up this morning. Mm. I should have said, yeah, mate, I'll see you at the front of the house, 7 a.m. my, my time. <laughs> Which is actually 7, 10 p.m., 7, 10 a.m. <laughs> um, Jonathan Feldman. I'm unsure about this one. I feel it's a bit dangerous. Okay. But uh, I have, I've fallen for this before, back when I was a uh, less cautious driver, Ham. He said, this works best when you're at the first car at a set of lights and there's two lanes. If you see the person in the car next to you looking down at their phone, suddenly move forward. Yeah. Causing them to think the light has turned green, <laughs> then stop. They'll start to gri- drive and quickly realise it's a red. That's the part that you're hoping that they don't just go <laughs> yeah. into oncoming traffic. That point, they'll look across at you to simply shake your head and point to, and signal a phone being used. It's good. I mean, we've got to get the message out there. Yeah. It is crazy. I, when you drive to work in the morning, there's a bit when we drive in the Moyando where there's like a long row of cars banked up to turn right and nothing in the middle lane. Yep. We, it's absolutely a piece of cake these days to jag in front of people because you drive along there and you look every single person on, on the phone. phone. It's ridiculous. Yep. So I am all for yep. punishing those, <laughs> not with an accident, but yep. with the, thinking they're about to have an accident as a wake-up call. And I... Uh, Pretty uh, pretty good move. This is from Tilly. She doesn't know if it's an asshole or a legend okay. move. I'll let you be the judge. It's a specific category for mm-hmm. when we get around to doing the book. This power move is for when you're dining at a restaurant with a group of people and the person you want to pull the move on has ordered a dish that is not spicy or is mildly <laughs> spicy. Okay, okay. It's a long chapter heading. 
Uh, after receiving your meals, uh, usually the waiter will come back to check how everything is going loudly, so everyone on the table can hear. Tell your server that your friend with the mildly or not spicy meal is struggling with the level of <laughs> spice in the dish and has asked if they could get some milk or yogurt. Your friend will try to deny this, but your server will still insist on getting them something. Works best <laughs> if your friend is trying to impress someone at the same dinner. <laughs> Hey, before we go, um, actually, I've got two things quickly. I know we're going to talk about the TV show, okay. Second Ep, coming up on Sunday night, 7 p.m. Channel 9. You can watch the first one if you missed it on 9 now. But um, how are you going with the big finish for next yeah, week? good. Glad you asked. 50% locked in. Yep. 50% has converted. Actually, well, have asked. I, I've asked 80% of the acts that I want involved. Mm-hmm. 50% of that 80 has confirmed, so it's actually only 40%. Okay, well, this is interesting because these <laughs> are text shame. messages that I've shared with Mike. Yeah. Sorry, Mike, for <laughs> he did ask me not to say who it was from, but hmm. he said, Hamish has asked me what the big finish is. <laughs> That's old, man. <laughs> I sent him I'm audio. I'm around. That's I a text sent, prank. I had to send him audio text of, prank of, I was doing of with the Mike. break. He's fallen for this big time. I, <laughs> I sent him audio of the break, so I sent him via Wii transfer. Got him a beauty. It gives you a notification when the other person downloads it. <laughs> <laughs> it is still not being downloaded from him. Narc. This... <laughs> <laughs> Absolute narc. <laughs> that was that was narc. I just the, the four list days goes after on. you said right. Yeah, then then two days later I got message from Hamish just now. <laughs> hey mate, the link is expired. Can you please send, <laughs> to resend the big finish mate, again? Of course. If, okay. The joke's All so I'm, on him because <laughs> I'm sending I'm sending it. these messages. <laughs> I'm sending these messages pretending to want a refresher as to what the big finish is in the middle of being on two, three, four other phones, flat screens, <laughs> ten screens, all over that, touch screens. Trying to book acts for it. Yeah, so, okay. of course. I know what it is, mate. It's going right. to make R&B Fridays look like an absolute <laughs> rhythm and blues Monday. <laughs> okay, no, it's uh, going to be big. Um, it's going to be it's going to be big, but it won't be more than ten minutes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, I just to manage expectations. I don't. I don't. I, I put more work into the song reminding you about the big finish than you've put into the big finish. We will see. Yeah, we will see, see, mate. But it uh, won't be more than ten minutes. Um, I am just going to cap it at that. Our show, Perfect All Holiday, uh, is out at the moment. If you missed last week, you can catch it on Nine Now. Yeah. Uh, or Channel Nine, seven pm on Sunday. Um, we did put up a video during the week, which people have asked us about. Yeah. Maybe it, we need to give it more context. You, last week's episode, ate the hottest chilli in the world. It had never been eaten by a human being. Had a boxing match against it. <laughs> had a boxing match against it. There, this We're about to hear some behind-the-scenes audio where our cameraman, Tim... I wanted this to be in the show so bad. Yes. I was so surprised. Like, when we were editing the show... Mm. I mean, I thought this was the best thing that happened on the trip. <laughs> yeah. So you would have heard Tim last week. Yeah. We heard him squealing uh, in the bus, yeah. uh, in, a, in, a, in a figure eight bus race. This is Tim somehow, yeah. like... This- the fight is over. I'm sitting on the stool. Because the funny thing about the chilli boxing match for those... Sorry, Andy, I thought I was going to be in a boxing match. I just had to fight a chilli. Mm. 
Good move from Ando because I'm in boxing gloves, <clears throat> so I couldn't really help myself during the chili ordeal. Yep. So was reliant on people helping with the milk and the ice cream that I thought would cool my mouth down. I'm guzzling milk on the little stool you get in the, the corner of a boxing so ring. So this is how it worked. Three rounds, Hamish had to chew for 10 seconds at the start of each round. Mm. One-minute rounds against the hottest chili in the world. Just hang to, in there. Had to taste it every round. But the thing is, the, the, the game's over. I've yeah. eaten the three rounds of chili. I've hung in there. We do a little ceremony. And that's and it's over for cameras, yeah. but the chili doesn't stop. No, it's not like, <laughs> the, the, it's not like oh, all right, that was fun. Let's pack up and um, no. continue about our day. What's next? Like the story's over, but like the chili's getting worse. So yep. I was sort of sitting in the corner trying to guzzle milk. We were specifically told by everybody: if you're handling the chili, you must wear gloves. Yeah, you don't. It was really difficult to even fly it. Somehow, Tim has got chili in his eye. Yeah. And this is behind-the-scenes audio I just of me- Tim realising this. Yeah, and I mentioned sort of what we're in the middle of because we're kind of – I'm just still guzzling milk, trying to now off-camera yeah. figure out a way to get myself right for the next 24 hours. And I would say, not thinking overly clearly, Haim at one point tries to pour milk on Tim's eyeballs <laughs> to, try, to try and soothe it. You take your chances where you see it. Have a listen. Are you okay, Timmy? I've got a bit in my eye. How did you get it in your eye, Tim? I don't know, but it's f- – <laughs> Tim, how did you get it in your eye? I think I touched it over there. Why did you touch it? In my right eye. Oh, it's No, don't touch me now. <laughs> Tim, you need milk. Don't you need milk? It doesn't work. <laughs> I think I touched my eye when I touched the ch- chili. <laughs> oh, great. I think we can all agree, though. Probably the funniest thing was Tim getting it in his eyes. <laughs> I mean, that was, no one saw that coming. <laughs> you spend your whole life laughing at us in pain and then somehow... I guess it was my time. Somehow, <laughs> somehow it wafted down range. Yes. <laughs> After all these years. You can check out the video of that on our Instagram at the moment. We'll put it up at hobbyshay.com as did well. I love that ending with Annie just going, oh, great. This is great. <laughs> and I was like, I knew, you knew that day I'd be screaming in yeah. pain from the chilli. And to get Tim as a twofer. <laughs> And he's just going, I love Vegas. What a win. What a win in Vegas for Endo. 7pm on Channel 9. Uh, You can check it at uh, at 9 now. This weekend. This Sunday. little eating revenge from you. Did get a bit of eating revenge. Mm. And... um, the, our, our, my big bold business idea. Yeah. It's, it's as dumb as an idea I've ever heard, Jacko. Anyway. <laughs> good fun. Good, good fun for the whole family. It's a great television event, Sunday night, Channel 9. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.